You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the Post's newsroom to life on stage. Author James Patterson joins the Washington Post Live to talk about his new novel, The President's Daughter, a thriller, which he co-wrote with former President Bill Clinton. Let's listen. Good afternoon. Welcome to Washington Post Live. I'm Michael Duffy, and our guest today is James Patterson, one of the most successful writers of our time, really of any time, uh, and the new co-author with former President Bill Clinton of a th- novel called The President's Daughter, a thriller. Welcome, Mr. Patterson. Hey, how are you? I'm well. Now, what made you decide to write a, pre- a book, much less a second book, with a former president? Uh, you know, a piece of it is we just had a lot of fun doing the first book. Um, somebody, they asked, you know, how, how do we get along? Da, 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 da. I wrote a book with uh, Lisa Markland, she's Swedish. Um, Uh, writes a a lot of mysteries, uh, very successful over there. And we we did the interviews and interesting versus what happens in the States. There were like 40 interviewers and and they they had interesting questions, except one that kept coming up. The same question was, you know, how does a Swede and an American ever get along? You know, and our answer was that we had mutual respect and then we listened. And that's exactly what happens. between myself and President Clinton. We have mutual respect for one another and and we listen. Um, so it's been a dream. There's never been an argument about anything. Um, and, and we've become friends. It's it's a nice relationship. Their, their place is about 12 minutes away from where I am right now on the Hudson. And um, yeah, I was over there last night. We did uh, uh, late night TV. Uh, sounds good. Right, well, um- so writing a book by yourself is hard, right? I would, uh, my experience tells me writing a book with someone else can be even harder. Uh, yeah, because you, you do that thing, right, with Nancy Gibbs. You've done it a couple of times, right? Yeah, it, it certainly makes, uh, it can make it much easier, but I was wondering, what's the process between the two of you? Uh, what, uh, how, does, how, how does it go? If it's day one, you've decided to write a book, what happens next? Well, day one is is probably when we talk about, you know, what are some possible books we might write? And that went on for a while. And I, I think initially we weren't necessarily going to write a second book. And then we kind of got interested in, in this story because the first book is the president in office, the, the president is missing. And, and cybersecurity is the thing that drives the, the, the story. And that obviously is a very rich subject for thrillers as we're seeing right now. And, and I hope we don't have our next tragedy with uh, big tragedy with cybersecurity. Uh, um, and, and then, you know, obviously the president's been out of office for a while. And the notion about writing uh, the second book about a president who, was, who wasn't in office anymore, and really um, trying to to capture as as best we could the humanity of presidents, because when you watch movies and television and whatever, it seems like writers and directors and whatever they they just continually present presidents as though they're robotic. Uh, maybe because that's the way we see them in press briefings, or but you get these very stiff, very plastic for the most part, not always, but but frequently. And um, what we wanted to show is just humanity. And I obviously have seen a lot of that now because I've spent a lot of time with President Clinton. And I, you know, last night I was roaming around in his house and he was showing us everything that he, my wife and I, 
uh, and that human side. That, so that's one of the things. I mean, I think the president's daughter, I mean, one of the strengths is it really is incredibly fast paced. But I think you always you also get a sense for the humanity of, of President Keating in the book. Yes, this is a book for folks who haven't read it yet that features two presidents and a third, actually, who's passed away. Um, one current, one former. And uh, he, uh, the former president around whom the book is written uh, is having a complicated relationship with the current president. Um, uh, but neither president is perfect in, in, in this book. They both have um, significant weaknesses and flaws uh, and yet uh, and don't get along very well. Um, any takeaways the reader uh, should, uh, should take from that landscape uh, without giving away what happens? No, no. I, we have never done anything that's very political. I don't think if you could read these books and not even know whether the president was a Democrat or Republican. We try not to get political. We're not going to deal with, with, with current or past presidents in, in these books. Um, in both cases, though, both of the president is missing and the president's daughter, we wanted to we wanted a, 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 a to present a president who who was a good person. And in both, as you said, you know, Keating is flawed and we're all flawed. And I think, you know, President Clinton would, he'll admit that he's flawed and I'm sure Biden would do the same thing. But that's the way he wanted to. But 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 basically, I mean, I think with with Biden, most people, Republicans and Democrats, uh, I think would agree that Biden's a good a good person uh, most. And, uh, you know, politics is a whole nother thing. Do you want big government? Do you want small government? But uh, 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 so that was one of the things we wanted to do, uh, uh, to, to, to present a president who, good human being. The other uh, broader political theme in the book uh, is about actually Secret Service protection and how it doesn't mm -hmm. extend to kids, uh, children of presidents after the age of 16. Um, uh, now, of course, President Trump actually extended it for his kids. But do you think that's a, a policy that should change and, and in, in an age when uh, you know, uh, well, do you think it should change? I I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. I, the president would obviously have a point of view on that one, President Clinton, and it's never come up before. So it's an interesting question. Uh, I, I, you know, unfortunately, if, if there is an incident in some way, shape or form, that's when people will start asking the hard questions about it. Um, uh, you know, obviously it'd be very expensive, let's say, with President Trump, because there, there are a lot of children involved. Um, you know, I, I guess it's reasonable. I don't know. I don't know how other co countries handle it either. Um, so I don't, I, don't, I don't really have an answer for that one. But, but it's, it's the first time it's come up, and I think it's a good question. And the book actually tables the question uh, rather well, I thought. Uh, does the, um, back to the difference in how you write, write together, I wanted a little bit more on the back and forth. Um, you presumably start with a, a, an outline or a, a, an you idea. What, hap what happens well, after the, that? The first <laughs> thing was, was just you know, agreeing on a basic story. And, and, and we liked this story because um, there are very few things that could show the humanity of someone's humanity beyond a loved one being, being missing. And, and you would do everything you could possibly do. And in his case, uh, being a former president, he has a lot of contacts, a lot of people he can go, he can reach out to, and he does. Mm -hmm. After that, we agree on that kind of thing. 
Um, we then get into an outline and typically with uh, President Clinton and I will go back and forth four or five times with the outline and we keep layering on. It's, it's, it's slicing off and layering on and getting rid of stuff that doesn't seem like it's really going to move the story for, you know, Michael Connolly is a very good mystery writer. He said about my books that what Jim does is every single chapter is designed to move both the characterization and the plot forward and turn on the movie projector in our heads. I don't know that I succeed with with in that with every chapter, but that certainly is what I would what I would like to do. And I also, when I'm writing, I pretend there's somebody sitting across from me and I don't want them to get up until I'm finished with the story. Uh, and once again, I don't know that I always succeed with that, but that's my hope. Um, so so the president and I work very hard on the outline and we're very open to one another's ideas. And then usually I will start in and send him some chat. Oh, the, the, the other thing I do, which he gets a kick out of, is I'll send, send him a list of things that he has to do. Stuff where I need information. <laughs> and he's not used to that. He's used to like telling other people, go get the information. So this is, a, right. he gets a real laugh out of the idea that I'm, I'm asking him to do some, some, some work there. Do you give him deadlines? Because, you know, they weren't always his specialty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I haven't had to, but, but I know, I, I, yeah, in theory, I would have, but no, he, he's, been, he's been very good. I recall him being a fast writer as well. Is that still true? Uh, yeah, yeah. When he, yeah, once again, when he, when he gets down to it, he's a good writer. He's a fast writer, and uh, uh, you know, he at one point for Christmas he gave me uh, his uh, funeral uh, orations for the for that year or the last couple of years, which was interesting. Uh, he does a as, lot of. Was uh, that as, it's as funny. As I, I had dinner before I left Florida with uh, Brian Mulroney. And Brian, who had been the uh, uh, Prime Minister of Canada for 12 yeah. years, I think. And uh, uh, Brian said that he does a lot of funerals lately. And his line is, you die, I fly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, I think he and President Bush shared that uh, that that joke. That was, that was one they were oh, able they? to okay. both uh -huh. claim. Yeah. Um, now, so the, the, the final result, you, 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 are chapters traded back and forth? Uh, uh, the polishing occurs at the same time, or is there, you know, how do you keep the live, who's got the live version? That's what I want to know. Who's got the live version? Uh, oh, I, ha I have, I have the live version. He, it's never come up, you know, if, if push came to shove, it would, it would be his decision. And it really never has. And he obviously, there's two areas where he pushes, you know, one is that if something happened, uh, this is a, the, the Secret Service might, w might operate this way, or, or here's the physical layout of the White House or whatever. So we try to keep that as real as we can, and he insists on it. The other thing that he does, which is very helpful to me, is he, and you, you alluded to it earlier, he really uh, insists that there's complexity to the character. And, and sometimes that's not my strength because I'll get so caught up in the plot. Um, so so the, 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 the villains tend to be complicated. We tend to understand a bit of, about how they got the way they are, uh, especially in the first book. There's a very interesting woman who is an assassin and, and she, she started off as kind of a thrillerish figure and then she got more and more complicated to the point where at the end, we couldn't bear to have her die because <laughs> we'd gotten so attached to her, even though she's not necessarily a good person. 
Um, but that's that's an important thing that that he insists on, and I think he's absolutely right. For, uh, th this is a this is a fun and fast read, and I enjoyed it a great deal. Uh, Thank you. The, it's the, it's seamless too. You can't tell the Patterson from the Clinton, except for a few very short uh, sermonettes about NATO <laughs> and maybe a little on the Middle East. I mean, yeah, I could hear the NATO part, and then there the callow nature of the White House press corps. Uh, but but I think what struck the the one that that uh, comes through the most is the 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 scars, the damage that the job leaves on the occupant. I, yeah, I think they all walk away scarred, uh, not, not about the press per se, but just in general. No, no, no. It's, it's, no right. There's so much the press. pressure, there's so much stress. Uh, you, can, you can see it, I mean, you know, recently with President Obama and the hair and the, oh my God, the poor guy, uh, he's been beaten with a stick. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, that, that's a piece of it. But, you know, a couple of days ago, um, um, you know, President Clinton said on, on television, he said, uh, I, I miss it. I, uh, he said, I loved even the worst day as president. He he loved it because he uh, he felt there was always something that he could do to help people. And I think I think people don't really understand where he's coming from. He's a, he is a good human being. He tries to do the right thing. Does he always do the right thing? Probably not, but he, he definitely tries. And and I think people don't, you know, I'll give you an example of people not understanding and, and they do this, yeah, I don't know, caricature assassination. Um, my wife Sue and I have now gone out to dinner with he and Hillary half a dozen times. And the first time we went out, we spent about three hours, a long dinner and very enjoyable because we don't, they don't have to put on airs with us and we don't really talk politics. So it's just kind of fun. And during the meal, three or four times, we saw them holding hands under the table. And people don't think of them that way. They don't, they don't really get it, how close they are. And I was at his house yesterday and he was like showing me, you know, presents that he'd gotten from Hillary recently, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and, 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 and the grandkids and all the stuff that they have up on the lawns for the grandkids. Right. Uh, so, yeah, they're really grandparents now. Uh, uh, she, I gather she's writing a novel, a thriller too. What's going on? Yeah, that? <laughs> right. With uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and I think it's so courageous of them to do uh, 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 an epic poem uh, in in the style of of Gilgamesh and and Beowulf, rather than a regular thriller. That's a joke, Michael. Um, I heard it. I heard uh, it. I heard it. <laughs> yeah, Bill. I. I uh, he, uh, we've actually both read it. It's it's very good. It's very good, and I'm sure it'll do great. And uh, 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 Louise Penny is is really really good. Good, very good writer. And and Hillary's you know very smart and a good writer as well. So I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll do very very well. The the new book uh, introduces a different president than in the first book. Yeah. Uh, you didn't want to go back to the first president. You you yeah, done retired. With <laughs> you, no, you know, if, no, if you, one of the pieces is it was important in this story that the president have some military background. Hmm. Um, and there are two things about that. One, he does have a military, so it makes it a little more, bit more believable. Um, but, you know, nowadays, because uh, he, he sets off to, to, to rescue his daughter, and certainly a father, mother will do anything they could possibly do. But it's, it has a little sense of, you know, like, really, you know, but. 
in, in this day and age, I mean, we're past that. This could never happen. I mean, people <laughs> took over the capital. Uh, 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 Bezos is, is going into outer space. I mean, anything uh, can happen these days. And uh, I, I guess it becomes a little harder to write fiction in, in the current age because it's like, you know, can it, can it hold up to reality? I remember back in the 60s, um, Philip Roth, this was during the period with Nixon and Vietnam and everything, and he said, I can't compete with reality anymore, so I'm not going to write any more fiction. He eventually, you know, couldn't live up to that promise. Uh, but there's a little bit of that going on now, I think. Yeah, it probably, it probably does give you permission to try some things you might not have tried 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah, well, people uh, will still, should never happen, even though that's a crazy thing to think these days. Just a couple more things on how you did it. How long did it take you start to finish the two of you to do this? And was it faster Seven on months, round two? Three days. Oh, and I have no idea. I don't know. I have no. I don't know how long it took. We just. I don't really think about that because I am always so ahead of any deadlines that I have for the publisher, and they're like, "Oh, please stop! Please don't! Yeah. Not another! Oh my God! Yeah." That, so I don't really think about it. I don't think about well, it. My. You know, I grew up, and 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 my thing is, is just go and chop wood. So I chop wood, and I and I, you know, that's it. Okay, so, but your co-author does know his way around a thriller. He used to consume them like, even in the White House, like popcorn. Uh, he consumes popcorn. books like popcorn, all kinds yeah. of books. He reads everything, and he does. Yes, he re he reads a lot of mysteries and thrillers too. Yeah, he just gave me a Stephen Hunter when I was over there. New new Stephen Hunter. We both admire Hunter. Okay, so so you know we we have five former presidents now. That's the that ties the record, I think, in American history. And a after they build their, this isn't about the novel. This is about presidents. After they build their library, well, I know you like the Presidents Club. That was that was a yeah. very good book. I like that gonna, book. Very good book. I think. Yeah. Well, I, we're gonna I, pitch your stuff. What the heck, you know? I, and it's time to talk about build, slow guys. Where's your next I, one? Come on. <laughs> I, I hear I hear the voice of an agent somewhere. Um, I would they build their libraries and they write their memoirs. Is this something that uh, you think Clinton could turn to as a uh, as a as a bigger part of his next act? I mean, what how is he, how, just give me a measure I of do. his interest of his interest in it. And do you think he could turn not that I would suggest this um, not me turn solo? Yeah. Does he need you now? Does he still need you? Why did you say such a thing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'll tell you, last night we went out to dinner with him um, and he was really in full storytelling. And that's something he, he needs to consider just to sit down and just tell story after story after story. I just wrote uh, this is one of the either the curses or, or blessings of the pandemic. I wrote my autobiography and it's just nothing but stories. And uh, he has amazing stories and he tells his stories well. And if he would do that, uh, sans uh, um, uh, some of the historical trappings, I, I think it would be a stunning thing for people to read. Right. And and in the, it sounds like you might have another one, though. You two are both are both thinking about already. Is there a is there a plan for a third? Not yet. No, no. I mean, on television, somebody brought it up and we were making a joke about doing one about aliens, but that was a joke, <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, we, we do have a couple of questions from the audience. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to turn to them. Dana Lilly of Georgia asks you, and it's not about Is this. Is Jeff Bezos uh, listening before he goes I, up I, in I, space? I, you I don't know? I never okay. know. Well, we'll see. If one um, comes in, right. Jack, we'll, 
Yeah. I'm sure it'll come to me. Uh, will there be another uh, women's murder book club? And please say yes, the question reads. Yes, he lied. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of my, if, I never would write a Hollywood uh, a novel, but if I did first line, hello, I lied. Um, <laughs> yes, there will be another women's murder club. Uh, it's already finished. We're in the, we're editing now, so it can't be stopped even if I wanted it to. Wow. No, I, I, love, I, love, I, love, I love the Women's Murder Club. They're, very, they're, they're some of my closest friends. Uh, uh, there was a second question, part of that. Is there, is there a timetable that oh, she can look forward bit. to? Is yeah, there a timetable? Uh, yeah, we usually do, um, those usually come out around May. The publisher uh, likes it. They, they think that Mother's Day is like a good, I don't know why, but you know. Uh, someone in the audience named Mark Barbieri of Washington asked, how do you, after 75 novels or so, um, uh, keep the content so fresh uh, across so many characters? And do you ever have to put up a chart and keep track of them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, somebody said you're lucky if you find something you like to do and then it's a miracle or somebody will pay you to do it. And uh, that that's my gig. I'm, I'm on the Hudson River here. My house is, or at least for the summer, part of the summer. And I grew up up to Hudson in Newburgh, little, little town, tough little town. And one of the blessings for me is that I still see the world through the lens of this guy, this kid from Newburgh. So the idea of, of spending time and writing a book with President Clinton, I mean, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm never blasé about things. The idea that I could publish books, publish stories, that I can do something that I love to do, uh, I don't work for a living. I play for a living. Uh, that's that's what I'm doing. You uh, at what point uh, after college did you know that you wanted to be a writer and took your first steps to doing? It? I know you worked in in advertising for a time. I actually, yeah, but I've been I've been clean for over twenty years from advertising. <laughs> I, I I actually I worked my way through college at a mental hospital, uh, a McLean Hospital in Belmont, Mass. And that's where I started scribbling because I worked a lot of night shifts. I had it, you know, most nights it was quiet. Occasionally it would be uh, crazy. Um, but I, um, and I started reading everything I could get my hands on. And then I started scribbling and I loved it. I just, I, I loved writing stories. Um, so that's kind of, kind of where it started. And, and since, since you, it sounds like you com taught yourself completely. Is there, do you recall a moment looking yes. back? <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Well, that's okay. Uh, but do you recall a moment where someone said to you, uh, in a way you hadn't heard it before, that uh, hey, you could be good at this? Well, the first uh, thing I got freshman year in college, and there was a freshman or sophomore year, and there was a writing course. It wasn't fiction, and I remember the professor saying, "You write well enough, but stay away from fiction." Um, <laughs> so I, of course, ignored that. Uh, and then I went to graduate school at Vanderbilt, and I uh, there was a uh, professor, writing professor down there, and he said, you have it. Don't abuse it. Uh, uh, then, of course, I abused it and wrote thrillers, but what the hell. Um, but he he was very positive about about my ability to 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 do this and do it, you know, reasonably well. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you have? Do you have time still now to read for fun? And if so, what oh, have yeah. you read lately Lately, that you admire or <laughs> like or would recommend? Summer's here, so people will yeah, want to yeah, know. Yeah. And you're generous yeah, to me, colleagues, I know. 
<laughs> Ned, my a friend of mine is here and he's just pulling. I have a I don't sleep here, but this is my office. What do I have sitting around here? Like a lot of people, I mean, what am I doing right now? I'm doing the uh, the Michael Lewis uh, premonition. Oh, this will be good. This uh, is good. Hold them up. This is good. Yeah. Okay. Now, what am I selling other people's books for? Yeah, they well, it's, need it's part of your spirit, generous Michael spirit. Lewis? What am I? Why am I not? That's yeah, good. Michael that's good. Lewis. That's good. The premonition. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, this is a good one, uh, which I which I've started. Um, I, I better, you know, it's uh, the thousand crimes read. of Ming Su. I think you can read that. that. That's a good that's one. Good. That just came out. Uh, oh, this is interesting too. I, I'm about halfway through this. Uh, this is how they tell me the, the world, world ends. ends, and and that's about uh, cyber weapons arms, and that relates a lot to um, uh, to the first book the president and I did, uh, the, the president is missing, which is all about. Uh, cyber terrorism or whatever, and I sent this actually out to the uh, 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 Joe Roth is is producing the movie. I hope uh, it's. I think the screenplay is just about done, and I thought the screenwriter might appreciate reading that because it, there's a lot of it, scary stuff that's in there. The, that's the, so they're making a movie out of the first book with Bill. First Curry. one, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. We should note that that last book you held up, tell me how how the world ends, is a piece of nonfiction. I think, right. That's the, yes, that's this, is, the this, is how, this is how they tell me the world ends. Yeah. Uh, right. That's great. Yeah. Um, and and, and, the and it Stephen sounds Hunter, like I don't remember the name of it, but the president, he I just finished it. He loved it. I, you, you can figure out that I don't remember the name. Brian's war you, or some, somebody's war. Right. Are you giving him books, too? And he's just I know he yeah. likes to give them to other people. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. OK. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, in the. Uh, the movie version of the first book, uh, how involved are the two of you in the pr development or production well, you know, of that? No, we were. It what was a weird thing. Showtime was was doing a series and they had started shooting. They were five days into the shoot and then they had a shutdown for COVID. And then they started losing the actors. Um, and they said, OK, well, we're, we're going to have to stop this thing. Uh, we were very involved with that. Um, the new one, we'll see. We'll see because it's just at this point, it's you know the screenplay is supposed to come in this month, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but it's exciting. Already, there's yeah. already a screenplay. Well, it, no, it's coming in this month. Oh, I see. Okay, but it's that's fascinating. I got you. No, but they, and you know I mean, who's they'll it? talk to us about the screenwriter and you know blah 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 blah. And the other right. thing I'm doing now, which is kind of fun, are the podcasts. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I've done some now with Audible. Uh, one of your cousins, and uh, uh, those are fun. I mean, they're they're like the old radio dramas. We just did one. It's going to come out in October called The Guilty, and it goes back and forth between an actual stage play and these detectives interviewing because there's been a murder at this incredibly big Broadway premiere, and and it's really fun. And John Lithgow is is the main guy, and Peter uh, Gallagher is in it, and. It's it's really fun, and and I, I love doing it because it's new and different. I hadn't done it before. So you're essentially writing radio play scripts, right? That's what you think of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well right. produced. Yeah, it's fun. Right, and th those those are generally what about not an hour, an hour. Oh no 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 five six hours. Oh, so they're series. Oh, that does sound like fun. And they do them right. in you know ten twelve minute pieces, so you can you know you're riding your bike or whatever the heck you do, and 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 you and then the next episode comes, and they're fun. 
we did one already, the coldest case, which that came out in, I think, in April or something. It's, it's a little unfair to ask you, Cole, but do you know how many of your novels have been made into movies? I don't know exactly. Half a dozen, I guess. Right. I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm trailing and, Stephen King, but I, I'm, I got my sights on. <laughs> Will you and, uh, and your co-author go back to the set of the first book, or, are you done, or, or have you done your part on that already? Uh, I maybe maybe I mean you know as you know uh, or if you don't know they are I mean movie sets are, are stunningly boring uh, it takes forever and you know I so I don't I don't relish the idea I, I mean they're if you're the director they're incredibly tense but if you're anybody but the director you just you sit around a lot so I, I don't love that experience I do like getting involved in we have a number of things. The House of Kennedys we're doing. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with it, but we have this. We have the pilot. Um, uh, the Lennon book is being developed. Some of the nonfiction. Cross. Uh, I, we're waiting on Amazon. They have a pile. I don't know what's going to happen with it, but but I'm very involved. And and you know I you know once again chopping wood. They send me the script. I get them the notes back that day. So whatever. most people I know would love to chop. <laughs> Yeah. Most people I know would love to chop wood as well as line, uh, Hungry dogs run faster. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's kind of my gig. Well, you've been generous with your time and, uh, and, and in your, in, and your, on, Mike. And your storytelling. <laughs> um, so thank you for joining us today. Good luck. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, in, in, thank you. in whatever comes next. And I, and uh, I, forgive, I forgive your reviewer. I, I love <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for mentioning the review and forgiving him. Uh, and thank you for joining us. Tune in to the Washington Post Live next week. Among our guests, Chuck Robbins, CEO of Cisco, Senator Mark Warner, Democratic uh, Senator from Virginia, Craig Melvin of the Today Show, and Cecilia Rouse, Chairman of the President's Council of Economic Advisors. Please register for these events and learn more at Washington Post Live. And thank you again for joining us today. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening. To hear more interviews from this series and other Washington Post Live programs, visit us at WashingtonPostLive.com.